What is up, you guys? Welcome to Mindset Sessions by Off The Wall Therapy. I am Brock Eisman, and I am stoked to give you guys a look into the sport and performance psychology world. I am here to help you create tools and optimize your potential. Let's get it. doing everybody okay i am brock and i have grizz across from me what's up you guys this is mindset sessions and for today we're going over q a and for q a it's questions and answers you guys send in questions we answer them we typically do two Um, we've done three in the past but we've kind of been sticking with two so q a we're going to answer two questions that you guys have given us and then for mindset sessions we do three different segments for every single week and well not every single week we do three segments every other week next week is going to be interviews for those of you who have listened to podcasts in the past that's traditionally kind of what every other podcast has been like we bring people in we kind of try and frame it more towards the performance side um and we interview guys so next week is going to be the interview and the following week after that we're going to do performance and brain we call it pmb for performance and brain We bring up research studies that we think that would be interesting to talk about. You guys can also send those in if you want to, but that's performance and brain, and that'll be the following week after that, and then they just kind of go in a cycle. So we have Q&A, we have interviews, and then we do performance and brain. So going into it, Grizz, what is the joke of the day today? All right, so joke of the day. What starts with E, ends with E, and has only one letter in it? An envelope. Hey, get it? <laughs> one letter? Uh, I cheated on that one. Yeah, you did. Um, okay, so quote of the day. And for everyone who has been asking to get the quote of the day back, we are doing the quote of the day again. We've kind of been inconsistent on the quote of the day. First 10 sessions, if you guys go back to that also, the first 10 sessions that I did for mindset sessions was specifically kind of like the standard. I want to talk about sports psychology. That's what I do for work. And I kind of set that out for athletes specifically or people who just wanted to focus on performance. So those first 10 sessions that we did, they're more specifically set to like the standard of performance. Okay. Um, But going back to that, so people wanted the quotes back. So we're going to start doing the quotes more too. The quote of the day is to live a life of virtue. You have to become consistent even when it isn't convenient, comfortable, or easy, by Epictetus. He was an old Greek philosopher, kind of like a Stoic philosopher. I mean, he was the Stoic philosopher. Um, So again, to live a life of virtue, you have to become consistent, even when it isn't convenient, comfortable, or easy. Um, I typically, when it comes to like Stoicism, I really blend with that when it, I, I really like that when it comes to performance, like the Stoics really, they had like a bunch of really interesting ways of viewing like how pain is perceived and going through adversity. And it's not all about that. That's what everyone always thinks Stoicism is about. But for the most part, like generally speaking, it is a really good um, thing to read or learn or gain knowledge from when it comes to dealing with really hard things. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, But 
one of the questions that we had today actually has to do with consistency. So I thought that that, that quote would blend pretty well with what we're talking about. Perfect. All right, Grizz, what is the first question of today's Q&A? So the first question is the consistency question. And it says, how can I be more consistent? It has always been a weakness of mine. Thoughts on this. Thank you. Okay, so a short question today. I love it. This is actually from um, our Instagram, right? So those questions typically seem to be a little bit shorter. But how can I be more consistent? It's always been a weakness of mine. Thoughts on this. Thank you. Okay. First off, when I think of consistency, um, I typically always go to the frame of because you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. And that, that frame of thought it is correct, but I feel like a lot of people get into this whole consistently like sucking phase. <laughs> like I really need to be consistent, but there's constantly things where that consistency or that consistency can be thrown off. And then it turns into I, I need to be more consistent, but I'm being consistent with things where I'm not really being successful or productive, right? Um, so I I first my first thought on that is don't think of consistency as something that you have to do. It's more of something that you have to do in order to succeed. So like constantly racking up consistent things that lead to success rather than just consistently doing something that could potentially lead to failure, right? And when I talk about failure, don't come at me from that perspective of, okay, you guys understand if you don't know my, my views on failure, go back to the failure episode. Um, but when it comes to consistency, I'm really big on making sure that you aren't just focusing on being consistent on things that do not matter, okay? Be consistent with things that really do matter that are helping you succeed, all right? So that's the first thing. Consistency for me, one of the really big things is I want you to be consistent over a long term, okay? So not just viewing as like, I need to, I need to achieve something very quickly, being consistent, that's not technically how consistency works. Like if I want to go do something and be successful in the next two weeks, sure, like you you can try and focus on consistency the best you possibly can, but really what consistency, when it's working, is when it's over a long period of time, right? When you turn it into a habit, right? Have you heard that before? Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I think, I think that what a lot of people do when they are not consistent is they, they focus on the wrong things, right? So we need to be focusing on the long-term, which is a daily thing. It's like every single day I wake up and I do this. I had an athlete in here today who literally wrote down and we break with him what he really liked because all my athletes are different, but what he really liked is breaking every single day into three days, okay? So he breaks his morning phase, which is like from eight till 12, and then he goes from 12 till four, and then from four until nine. Uh, something I thought about is how important is having like a purpose or a why? Mm. A purpose or a why? Yeah. In regards to consistency? Yeah. Um, I think that if you don't know what your purpose is or if you don't know what your why is, then you can't necessarily set something in front of you to be consistent, right? Mm -hmm. I think in regards to consistency, your purpose and your why is everything. Right. You know? Because uh, with longevity, you talk about like having long-term goals. Wouldn't wouldn't having a long-term goal help with you staying 
consistent longer. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when I, the very first example that I give when it comes to consistency, and I hope that most of you do this, is brushing your teeth, right? You do, you do your brushing of your teeth every single morning, and you've done it every single morning, and hopefully you do it at nighttime too. But that consistency was built over time, and it simply turned into a habit, right? And that's not on a scale of uh, like consistently succeeding, making sure that my teeth are clean, but kind of going back into, let's take a step back. If you're talking about purpose, your purpose, if you, if you don't every single day think about like, why am I here? What am I doing here? Um, what am I trying to achieve while I'm here? Who are the people that I'm affecting while I'm here? Um, that all has to do with consistency, right? Every single individual that you are involved with in your life, you have to consistently be on top of that, of my relationships with other individuals. Really important. Mm. But kind of going in the line, I don't know if this person was an athlete or not, or just talking about being consistent in life. I think uh, obviously there's a lot of things you can do, like note-taking, making lists. Um, those are pretty common ones. Um, going to the gym, working out, um, trying to sit here and literally think about <laughs> all the things that you can be consistent on. Those are those are things that generally pop into my head, you know. And I'm I'm big on note taking. I'm big on making lists, but I'm not big on making them all the time, you know. Because if it's a habit, I don't necessarily think that every single day you have to make a list, you know. Like generally writing out what you're going to do that day is great. Having a plan, having a planner, that's awesome. But every single second of every single day, it's it's more it's more in line of how can I be more consistent with success? Because what happens with lists and what happens with like note taking and stuff like that, a lot of that has to do with, and I do that every single morning, but I'm saying generally, if you're just getting into this, don't feel like you have to every single day make a list. You know, that is not, that's not really productive for every single individual, you know? And I know that there's probably people out here listening going, oh, well I make lists and it's really good. or there's probably even other people on the spectrum going, I don't make lists at all. Um, there's, there's positives and negatives to both of those, you know, like someone who doesn't make a, a list or doesn't necessarily prioritize, like, like, uh, just planning out their day to the minute, to the hour. Um, those people I would say are really good, high stress performers because every single thing that comes to their plate is a really highly stressful situation. Um, now you take that to the adverse effect is that they don't, get as much done because they're typically just reacting right rather than being prepared for something yeah um but when it comes to athletes like i really like athletes to be able to have anything get thrown at them and then they handle it right mm -hmm. um for someone who's in like a leadership role that's probably not the best thing to do because leaders they have to be prepared <coughs> they have to be two steps ahead you know they gotta understand they gotta time is money right so you gotta be able to incorporate the right amount of time for every single part of your day mm. um, there's a balance there for leadership but i would say there's there's positives and negatives about that. i would say more positive if you're into making uh plans and making lists and uh doing that consistently but yeah you kind of get what i'm saying yeah i i get what you're saying there's a one of my junior one of my junior college coaches uh he um back in the day he was a uh a, not like a gym instructor, but he was a trainer at a gym and he, to try to get people to be more consistent in showing up, 
he would tell them, okay, for a week, just come to the gym and all you have to do is touch the front door and that's it. You could go home. And then they would do that. And then the next week he would be like, all right, now come to the gym and, and stay here for, you know, do a workout for like five or 10 minutes and then go home. And they would do that. And then he would keep adding more things. But the more things he would add, the more he would challenge them to be consistent. Yeah. So you're what you're talking about is exposure therapy and exposing small amounts to bigger amounts to bigger amounts. I I tend to like to lead more in the fact of if you're going to if you're going to do something, if you want to succeed, jump head into it like if you're if you're gonna try and lose weight if you're gonna try and get stronger if you're gonna if you have goals like go for it you know like just jump right in expose yourself completely and then all of the parts all the times that you hit exactly like what the quote says um when it's convenient comfortable or easy right when it's not that that is exactly like what you're talking about sure you can expose yourself small amounts at a time i would say that a lot of people like to do that but the quickest and fastest way is to just literally jump right into it and do it. Go do that hour and a half workout, that two hour workout, whatever it takes, right? Um, if you don't have enough time to do that 45 minute workout. But what I'm trying to say is when it comes to like exposing yourself to being consistent, um, what sets you up for the most success? And whatever that answer is, that's what you're gonna try and do, right? Consistently, over time, over a long period of time. And I don't want you to fear failure or stress, right? Because both failure and stress, they are benchmarks for you, you know? Like if you're, not, if you're not pushing yourself when it comes to consistency to do something and you're not failing every now and then, like are you actually pushing yourself? Are you actually growing? The answer is no, right? So failure every now and then is good. It teaches you like, okay, like I'm actually pushing my limits here. And then in regards to stress, like, Try and think of, like, if you're not doing something consistently and you have no stress, like, you're not pushing yourself hard enough either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get Like, so saying. consistency with that, it's huge. Um, but, yeah, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, thank you for asking that. Okay, second question. Wanting to know your thoughts on PEDs. Mm. Been talking to my doctor about testosterone I played sports in college and never saw it as an option, but now my views are somewhat different. Should I take them? Appreciate it. Okay, so PEDs this is an interesting question. Yes, um, I am not in any way uh, a doctor, or <laughs> so what I'm saying <laughs> is simply opinion. Um, but my opinion, when it comes to and PEDs, they stand for performance enhancing drugs. So what would say like steroids or like what, I mean, performance enhancing drugs, they don't necessarily mean all the illegal ones, right? But drugs, to me, when I learned about drugs in psychology, even in my undergraduate, um, drugs are gnarly, you know, like any drug, like even Advil. <laughs> like when you talk about Advil, like what it does to your brain and what it does to your body, yeah, that's great. But what it does to your brain, like it's it's some scary stuff. Yeah. You know? And how how hooked you get on even something like Advil. Um, talk about caffeine. I think caffeine is probably one of the most overused drugs in the world. Um, we can talk about caffeine another time, but it's amazing. It's a great thing, but I also think it's a terrible thing. Um, but in regards to performance enhancing drugs, I, 
from the physical side, obviously there's so many things when it comes to the physical side where there's like issues, right? Um, potentially like life-threatening issues. And I'm not, I'm not definitely a proponent of using them. For someone using testosterone, like to simply feel better, get stronger, maybe you are declining in testosterone. Like as you get older, obviously you produce less testosterone. So like microdosing testosterone, I don't know if that's the correct I don't term. know if that's a thing. Yeah. But like how a doctor, I'm assuming that's how a doctor would do it. Sure. I haven't done enough research on PEDs, so I don't really feel comfortable answering 100%. But I do know like some of the negative side effects like to the psyche, like the, the actual brain side of it. And I think that it's not good, <laughs> like at all. Um, what, what are some side effects? Um, I would say like depression, anger, mood swings, um, pretty much all on the line of steroids and performance enhancing drugs. When you talk about nootropics, like nootropics are great. I would call those a performance enhancing drug. Um, those are basically like cognitive functioning like drugs and most of them are natural right we produce them in our brain so for someone obviously when you feel sad like you are lacking in there of, of something right so there's a bunch of nootropics and i actually have a lot of my athletes take nootropics um, when it comes to brain function so like focus and attention and um, energy and all of these different things. you don't necessarily just need caffeine for energy right there's nootropics for that um, if you have any questions on nootropics, absolutely reach out to me. I got a really good company that you can go to. Okay, yeah, so so the nootropics, nootropics, the cognitive enhancers, those are really awesome. Um, but back to back to the potential risks for performance enhancing drugs. I like obviously there's a bunch of neurological problems, and like I said, I'm not a doctor, um, but I have known that in the past. Um, PEDs are actually super addictive, you know. So someone who takes steroids. They become addicted to steroids. I don't know if that's ever really talked about that much, but I know that that is a very addictive thing. Like you look on social media and you see all of these bodybuilders and weightlifters, and I understand like coming from a place of you basically, if you get into that sport, you have to eventually take steroids because your body is declining, you know? And you look at those guys as they get older, and it's just. So that's the, more of the physical, but the neurological effect, they don't really talk about, I mean, the depression and the anxiety and stress related issues. Um, plus the, the effect that you put on like something like a family or whatever. I mean, I just, when it comes to PEDs, I would say no. If it comes to something like, like the testosterone, I, I would want to do more research on that and look into it because I have, I actually know people who take testosterone and it supposedly helps their brain. So I would be... I'd so be just kind of like use use with caution? Yeah, like literally, I mean, you think about it when you're, what, 25, um, like your testosterone starts to decline. Um, and for men, that's a really important drug that we administer in our body. Um, and that's got to affect your brain, you know? So if a doctor can get that to like a healthy level, um, bump it up a little bit, sure, I think that's amazing. But guys who take testosterone or steroids or hgh or stuff like that i definitely think there's way too many negatives to even jump into that boat so i guess what i'm going to call for this answer is i have an opinion but don't listen to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely that's not good. not something i i would hit on <laughs> you know? but thank you for the question
Yeah, that's that's a good question. And if you guys have like, if you know more about that than me, I would absolutely love for you to educate me on that because I'm definitely going to go and do a bunch of research now because of this question. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I I totally agree. I think it's it's kind of uh, it, it kind of is like a case by case thing, but um, I mean, and and I also agree. I don't think you need. Um, testosterone or any kind of like performance enhancing drug to in, to like an extreme level to an extreme yeah. yeah yeah but i the thing the thing with like professional athletes and being able to take performance enhancing drugs i obviously looking sports like back in when was what was the the steroid was that 80s so like steroid era i think it's 80s up to early 2000s yeah for baseball so anyway. i actually really enjoyed watching sports when guys <laughs> like when you saw guys on steroids but what does that do? So my brain, since I was a kid, was always just like, like those are role models that I looked up to. And those role models were cheating, you know, in a sport. And that kind of sucks. Right. So when you take steroids, even if you're just posting stuff on social media, like you are being a role model to a potential child, which will eventually get into high school and then do something. Even, I mean, the main thing is like, a high school kid is not going to do steroids the correct way. You know, they're going to do it the cheapest way. They're going to do it illegally and they're going to probably try and hide it, you know, because it's illegal in high school sports. So all the older guys who are doing it, maybe as healthy as possible, whatever that means, but as healthy as possible, like you are setting the bar for these younger kids, these people who are looking at you. So my opinion is no, right? Um, but if you are just going to take enough testosterone for you to feel healthy and for you to feel strong and not to get like outrageously almost like unhealthily jacked, <laughs> um, that's my opinion, you know? But yeah. Like I said, I, I really don't have an answer to this question, <laughs> but yeah. Thank you for asking that. I appreciate it. Um, but like I said, I don't really have an opinion. <laughs> um, okay. So those are the two questions for today's session and i think that's pretty much it so thank you guys so much for listening and next week we got interviews so chris hey hit up uh, brock at offthewalltherapy.com if you got any more questions oh yeah that's the email that you guys can send to is brock at offthewalltherapy.com um thank you guys so much and have a great week we'll see you